0: Welcome to Garrett Cast in the Car. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about creating my story again and the challenges therein. As I said, this is a pod this is a podcast in the car, so if the audio sounds a little lower quality than usual, I beg your indulgence and forgiveness. So what have I been working on? the last couple of days? Well, I can tell you that I have, I started about a little over a month ago, the One Funnel Away Challenge, which is a training challenge through ClickFunnels. And the goal of the challenge is for 30 days, you work on building your very first sales funnel. In my case, I'm building a sales funnel for my books. in theory uh each day of that 30 days you do one mission that mission includes multiple tasks and each mission is in a proper order to teach you all the things you need to build an incredible click funnel uh, over the course of the 30 days i originally signed up to click funnels just to build a landing page just to build a quick website to sell my books and Uh, really that was all I was looking for but when Russell Brunson's video started playing and he presented the one funnel away challenge I mean the idea was incredibly attractive I'm going to give you 30 days of training each day you do one mission you complete this mission at the end of that 30 days you've got your first sales funnel and you're only one funnel away from changing your life well I can tell you for a 100 bucks, that's pretty worth it to me. I felt like that, you know, what? I'll throw that in the hopper. I'll do that because I could use an extra push to actually get through this. But I really did it as an afterthought because I figured, you know, if I get stuck building my landing page, I'll get some help here. And really I thought, you know, what I'm really buying is a training course, a tutorial, an extended tutorial on how to build a website, uh, specifically a landing page, right, and that's really what I thought I had. So I started clicking around and experimenting with building my landing page, and I put some interesting graphics in there, and I made some good use of my artwork, but I quickly just got that feeling I get sometimes where I feel really stressed out and anxious and I sort of quit and I feel like a lazy failure and that's often how I how I have in the past felt when I lost momentum on something but I've learned that that feeling is often a sign that there's some other form of resistance that's holding me back there's something there's some belief that's operating in my consciousness that is draining my energy and so what I'll often do these days is I'll just start looking through my, the deep, dark crevices of my fertile mind to figure out what belief is in operation. And well, if I had to put my finger on it, I'd probably say it was something along the lines of, oh my God, this is so much work. This is so frustrating. Uh, I don't know what to put in here. It's going to suck. And I, so I quit, but I think what was really going on uh, was I didn't know what the hell I was doing. So with my momentum lost, I started the One Funnel Away Challenge. In theory, you do one day, one mission, and of 30 days, you're done. That isn't exactly how it's unfolded for me. But I, I, I can tell you, it's been absolutely life-changing. So I started doing the missions. And the first couple of missions really just start with researching marketing, you know, going and looking at other people doing what you do and learning from what they do, and then starting to think about what kind of an offer uh, you're going to build for your sales funnel. And then you start to move into other things involving telling your story and connecting with your audience. And then you start moving into uh, what daily practices you should be having as you're building your sales funnel. And over the course of you know several weeks of working on this, it was like, it changed my whole world. I suddenly realized that a sales funnel, I mean, the least of what it is, is a website. The least of what it is, is a landing page. The reason I was so frustrated trying to build a landing page for Blood and Oak is simply because I thought I was building a website, and really what I was trying to build was a sales funnel, and I had no idea really what that even was. I didn't know what I didn't know. There's a kind of Venn diagram of things, essentially everything that you know and don't know right? And uh, a Venn diagram, you know, that's the, the that's the thing where you have a circle, you have a couple of circles, and the circles overlap, and in one circle there's one thing, in the other circle there's another thing, and then in that little space where they overlap, there are the pieces that fit in both circles. Which is probably the worst description ever of what a Venn diagram is, but uh, just go with it. So, in the Venn diagram of human awareness, there are, there's one circle for the things you know. There's another circle for the things you know that you don't know. For example, I know how to write great dialogue. I know that. I don't know how to play violin. And I know that I don't know that. And that's something I'm working on. And then, but there's a third circle that people often don't even think about. And the third circle is things you don't know that you don't know. Let me say that again. What you don't know that you don't know. So these are things you have no idea about and you don't even know that you have no idea about them because you never even thought about it. And that is the largest circle with the most things in it. And that's, you know... Whenever someone talks about an experience they had is I never saw it coming. I never would have thought of that. I didn't even know that was a thing. You know, those kinds of comments, what they're really talking about is things they didn't know that they didn't know. And that's where real knowledge and learning comes along because you can spend years working on something, working on a project, working your fingers to the bone. And the whole time, you realize that what you're doing isn't working well. It's not getting you the results you want. But you just don't know what you're missing until one day someone suggests something you never thought of, and it changes the game for you. And that's, that's the power of what you don't know you don't know. So those, there's your three Venn diagrams. They all have some intersection there. Uh, I would file everything in the One Funnel Away Challenge that I have learned under I didn't know what I didn't know. I mean, these are things that never even occurred to me. I learned skills in a matter of three weeks that I consider life-changing, and even though I haven't even finished building my funnel yet, uh, my first sales aren't coming in through this funnel, so... You might say I'm getting a little ahead of myself, but I don't think I am because I can tell you, I just, that resistance I was feeling when I was building my landing page, that feeling of like, oh, I don't want to do this. I just want to go sit on the couch and, you know, play Dragon Age or something on Xbox. Uh, I just want to watch TV. Reruns of Star Trek I've seen a thousand times for no good reason. Uh, Well, you know, the Dominion War really is the definitive treatise on uh, the Federation fighting uh, a protracted conflict. Anyway, that's not important. So why am I feeling that resistance? Well, the One Funnel Away Challenge showed me that I just didn't know what I didn't know. And when I learned those new techniques, all that resistance, that anxiety, that stress went away. Suddenly, the idea of building a funnel and by extension, a landing page was exciting. It is exciting because you can know that you have a long way to go on a journey. You can know that it's going to be hard and difficult, but if you have a path in front of you that leads to the goal, to the objective, to the destination, if you can see that path, oh boy, that just makes everything easier. When you have a destination, but you've got no idea how you're gonna get there, all you see in front of you is mountains and you know obstacles and you know waterways you can't cross with no bridge over them, that's a pretty tough ass journey. That's a journey you don't even wanna start because you feel like, oh my God, how am I gonna get over that mountain? And even if I get over the mountain, what, how am I gonna cross that river? But if you can see on a map, oh, there's a road here and I, all I have to do is go through the mines of Moria and then, uh, you know, there's a Ford after that. Little Lord of the Rings reference in there for uh, for the nerds in the audience. Uh, I know you're out there. Well, I can get there, I can get to Mordor. So once you have a destination and a path in front of you, knowing that you have a long way to go just isn't so scary anymore. So that's what I've been doing. I've spent these few weeks working on the one funnel away challenge. On paper, I should have been done building my funnel two weeks ago. Uh, but in reality, I'd say that I've averaged about, you know, at this point, probably three or four days of work per one day of the mission. So, you know, I'll do I'll spend a couple of days working on a single day's mission, and then I'll move on to the next one. And I'm currently in the official week three of the One Funnel Away Challenge. And I will say this is the longest I've spent on any of the weeks of the challenge, and this has been the most difficult. And I know it's the next week is gonna be much easier because that's really just about starting to get traffic and getting your funnel running. But I have really uh, slowed down on this because what I'm really working on now is my story. And my story is essentially my sales letter um, or in sales video, either or, in which I am presenting to the visitor on my landing page my story of what got me excited about Blood and Oak and why I wrote this story and my journey to get there. And that journey is hopefully going to inspire uh, the person listening or reading it to really want to join me in that journey and and buy the book and, uh, and buy my offer. And that is much harder said than done because really the challenge from Russell Brunson in the One Funnel Away Challenge is pretty simple. It was tell your story about how you got so excited about this and why you're on this mission to do this thing that you're doing. In my case, uh, the mission to write this story of a warrior hero at sea and his adventures trying to save his family from the Barbary pirates. Why am I so excited about this? And of all the challenges I've ever gotten about anything I've ever done, I feel like this has been the absolute hardest for me. If you asked me, you know, tell your story about how, you know, Garrett, tell your story about how you lost a hundred pounds and got muscular and fit and changed your life. I could tell you that story. And I will tell you that story in another podcast, I'm sure. If you asked me, what is your mission with Galaxy Born? Why are you so excited about telling the story of you know, a future in space where humanity can travel from star to star. I actually feel pretty confident I can tell you that story. If you asked me, tell the story about how you got inspired to cut back or quit drinking and what got, helped you discover the 30-day sobriety solution. How did you succeed at, you know, what was the journey to get there? Oh man, I could bend your ear. I could talk your ear off on that story. And again, I probably will. So keep listening uh, to future podcasts. But for some reason, this challenge of tell the story of how you got excited about Blood and Oak and why you're so passionate about telling this story, that was like the hardest one for me. And it's a lot of things. Part of it is there are so many elements to it that it's hard to figure out what elements to focus on. Like, you know, do I explain what's interesting about John Sullivan and the Barbary Pirates, or do I explain what's interesting about my process writing it? There were so many things going on before and during that process in my life about, you know, all those achievements I just listed. Those things were also going on. So to what extent do I talk about my struggles with alcohol? What, To what extent do I talk about my struggles in just life and fitness and my feelings of depression and self-worth. I mean, it's a lot of heavy stuff in there. And uh, to what extent do I just simply talk about the process of writing a book? I mean, it's part of it is really the challenge for me. And this is one of the the biggest problems I'm having is figuring out who my audience is. And to some extent, I think it's just going to be trial and error because I'm pretty ambitious. I really want everyone in the world to read Blood and Oak. That is my goal. Now, whether or not that's attainable is irrelevant. The point is that's my vision for this project. It's that big to me. It's that important to me. How curious then that I have a difficult time answering why it's so big to me, why it's so important to me. And I think what, what it really comes down to is I've lived with this achievement and with this story for five years now, uh, you know, combined, the combined five years. And so I've been living with Blood and Oak for that amount of time, and in that amount of time, a lot of other beliefs about it and about me and my journey have seeped into my consciousness, and a lot of them have been negative beliefs. When I first got the idea for Blood and Oak, it was thrilling, it was exciting, and I could see it all. I could just see the movie, I could see the TV show, I could see the audience thrilled and delighted and excited and you know, laughing and crying and cheering at the various amazing points of this story of nautical warriors at sea and their adventures. There was no doubt in my mind that historical fiction or not, this was a mass appeal story. This was something, because in a way, I kind of envision all my stories as a mass appeal story, because that's That's what I love. I love stories that I may not, you know, I love going to movies that aren't normally my type of movie and then finding myself just loving it and having a great time. Yep, I prefer action movies. Yeah, I love fantasy and sci-fi, but you know, perfect example, I watched the movie Saving Mr. Banks, which is about the creation of the Mary Poppins film Uh, That was fantastic. I loved it. Great movie. Nothing delights me more. So I am the kind of reader and viewer that loves to be delightfully surprised. I love to explore things that I wouldn't normally have explored. And so I write stories that hopefully will capture the attention of people who otherwise may not have thought it was their type of story. But somewhere along the way, as the years went by, and I started trying to figure out, okay, how am I going to sell this book that I've written? Okay, who are my readers? Okay, what is my genre? A lot of beliefs began to form about my work and what I do. I began to view my story as historical action-adventure. And I began to view my audience as having categories. Well, I I need romantic, historical romantic readers. Uh, I need to find people that are enthusiasts of this or that. And I started to think of Blood and Oak not as this exciting, epic journey I just had to share with the world. I started thinking of it as a book with a genre and an audience and a niche and a market. And it just, it just, I don't know, something about the magic and the beauty of just the story I wanted to tell got sort of categorized and labeled and packaged. And look, I'm not knocking any of those aspects of marketing because they're there for a reason, but it it just brought me to a place where I started to become less and less excited about my own story because now I have these beliefs in my head like, oh, well, if you're not a, romantic historical or historical action reader, you're not going to like my book. You know, that's kind of the background belief that is informing the way I talk about my book and what I want to share about it. So that's really where I'm at. So here comes the challenge to tell the story. And tell my story of why am I so excited about Blood and Oak? Why is why am I, how did I get excited about this? And I'm literally grasping at straws. And I think uh, it comes down to something that uncle GC, Grant Cardone for the uninitiated among you, what my, the great mentor, Grant Cardone said about sales. And he said, if you are a salesman and you are getting an objection, the first thing you need to understand is that you are 100% responsible for all of the objections you are getting. You are the source of the objections that customers are bringing to you for your product or your service or whatever it is you're selling. And secondly, when that happens, you need to ask yourself, where am I in agreement with this objection? right? To give you an example of what this all means, let's say you're, you know, you're selling Kirby vacuums and whenever you have trouble getting a sale, the most common reason is because they're telling you, well, the price is too high. I'm not going to spend that much on a vacuum. And you always get that object. Ah, oh, that's the one. Everyone always says it's too expensive. That's the one thing. It's at the darn price. And that is what is giving you pain. But you are the type of buyer who goes in to buy a car and you're constantly negotiating down and you'll walk off the lot if it's one penny over your asking budget because you know, you're know you a price shopper. You shop price everywhere you go. Well, you have a lot of agreement with the objection to price. So as long as you are in agreement with that objection, you are going to create that objection in how you show up and in how you present what you're doing. And I think that is just a super powerful concept. And I think that that goes to anything in life. If you are constantly encountering resistance in an area of your life, you need to ask yourself, at what level am I in agreement with this resistance? Another way of putting that to what extent do I feel I deserve this resistance? So when it comes to Blood and Oak, I was in agreement with the idea that, well, this is a niche story. This, uh, I got to find the right reader for this. uh, Historical fiction, not everyone likes history. Not everyone is into that. Uh, My my real bread and butter is going to be Galaxy Born. That's got that youth appeal, it's got the broad appeal, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, that's just not going to cut it. Like, I have got to share with the world why I'm so excited about this story. So here's my challenge. Tell the story of why you're so passionate about this and how you first got excited about it. I have, at this point, written over, I think, six or seven different versions of this story, And the first version, well, I'd say actually, it's probably more like the second or third version is the first podcast episode. The first podcast episode is really my first attempt to tell my story. And I still was not very happy with it because it's not that anything I said wasn't true. It's really a question of what is the most important piece? What is the real deep down root cause of my joy and excitement for this story, and how do I best present that story in the most interesting and effective way? Isn't that ironic that I actually had to sit down and say, you know what, I am a storyteller and I just need to do what I do. I need to stop trying to narrate the history of the Barbary Pirates or vomit every little thing that was going on in my life, and I just need to sit down and weave a tale that will draw in the listener and help them and take them on the journey I went on, and it's really difficult with a fiction book, I think, because if I were selling, you know, self-help uh, seminars, or I was teaching a course, or I was, you know, providing a service like custom furniture. I could tell you how my services are gonna help you and how I got started in that business and why I'm so excited about my approach to it. With fiction, I'm sort of caught between two things. How much do I talk about my story as an author writing it? And how much do I tell you about just the world of the story and just pull you in that way? I've never done anything like this before in terms of selling or presenting my book to readers. So this is a totally new muscle that I'm using. And I think what I've eventually landed on is actually, it's a combination of both. I need to tell the story of the Barbary pirates in a way that draws you into that history. And I need to connect that to my journey in real life because the reality is they're both intertwined. So with this challenge, I have gone back over and over and over again Each time I've dug a little bit deeper, going all the way back in time to that first day that I got the idea for Blood and Oak in 2015, sitting in a pool floaty on a lake, uh, drinking way too much Corona, listening to music, and just racking my brain for a new, original, fresh idea for a story. And it hits me like lightning, Blood and Oak. Why was it lightning? What was it that excited me? And... The interesting thing about this process is I've had to get excited about my own story all over again. And you know something? I have. It's been truly exciting and fun going back in time and reconnecting with Blood and Oak and reconnecting with John Sullivan and why I'm so passionate about this. And it's, and I think I finally got the answer. You know, I've I've been spending the last, oh, I'd say probably an entire week working on refining this story and digging deep and really finding those key elements of it. And I finally think I'm I'm very close. I mostly got my sales letter done. I'm ready to start uh, editing it so that I can do my sales video and present this story in its final form. And I'm really excited about it because... I really have been able to reconnect with why I care so much about it. And it really comes down to one thing. I love heroes. And especially when something is wrong in the world and something that is is happening that is just so maddening and frustrating, like the Barbary pirates tearing families apart and stealing people's futures and every other country just paying them off just paying them protection extortion money, and even giving them weapons that they can then use to enslave other people. You know, that injustice is so cruel, it's so ugly, and it's so maddening that I just can't wait to see a hero step in and make it right. And in the real history, those heroes were did exist. Heroes like Stephen Decatur and Commodore Edward Preble. Uh, But in my case, my hero is also a fictional hero in the middle of those events, and uh, that's there's something really satisfying and thrilling about having those heroic figures. We need those stories in our lives. The purpose of good fiction is to uplift us, and really what excites me so much about Blood and Oak is I know that following this journey is going to be emotional, it's going to be exciting, it's going to be powerful and it's going to be filled with all of the themes that make life worth living like love and friendship and even struggling through darkness to get to the other side and find the light the struggling with our own darkness as people because we're imperfect beings and we make mistakes and john sullivan is a very imperfect being So in the process of doing all this work and doing this deep dive, I sort of discovered that I started writing this troubled warrior at sea character of John Sullivan, thinking I was writing a sort of escapist fantasy. Uh, But I made a very deliberate choice that I don't think I was consciously aware of, but I made a very deliberate choice to make him be a dashing nautical hero, but with a touch of darkness, with a demon in him. And it's interesting that that demon in John really mirrored the demons in myself that I was facing as I was struggling to lose weight, struggling with alcohol, struggling to find a path in my life that would make me happy. And, uh, In that time, I was struggling with my own demon. So isn't it interesting that my art reflected that? And so I wrote this character of a man who is on this quest to set something terribly wrong right. But along the way, he's in danger of losing himself to his own darkness. Now, why was that story so important to me? Why did I need to tell it? Because, well, it was my story. And the thing about... My story is that the ending wasn't written. And in real life, as we all well know, we don't always get a happy ending. In fact, it's very easy to get a very unhappy ending, a very dark ending. And I didn't want a dark ending for me. Even when I was at such a low point that I actually believed I wanted a bad ending, I didn't really. Because if I had, I would have given up. I think I wrote John Sullivan because I wanted to write the happy ending I wanted for myself. I wanted to write an ending where I became the man who got to the other side of the darkness and was better for it. I wanted to show myself a path to the light. That's what great fiction great movies, great novels, and great heroes are all about. They give us an ideal to reach for. They give us hope because they show us that anything is possible. They get us out of our own head, and they show us what life can really be if we'll just believe in ourselves and if we'll just believe that there is always a way, that there's always a better way, and that we do have the strength in us, if we'll just believe in ourselves, to overcome any obstacle. That's the essence of a great hero's journey. That is the essence of a hero's journey like John's. And it's a bit of an unconventional journey, I'll grant you that. And I hope you'll stick with it because I promise that those are the themes, even when it may look like things are at a dark point, you know, that's always the that's always the journey that we're on, a journey that is ultimately meant to be uplifting and hopeful. So I'm passionate about this story because it's more than just John's journey. You know, he's sort of the center of the story, but there's a lot more protagonists than John. There's Ethan Alden, there's Melisande Four, there's Dominique, there's Caitlin Sullivan, his sister. They are... Deeply, they each have a powerful journey, hero's journey of their own. It's very important and that adds another shade to the story. And these are characters, I just, they're family to me, and I want them to be family to you. I want them to be family that will always be with you. And that's how important it is to me. And so I'm excited to share this story with the world, and I just can't tell you. How worth it i think it's been to go through this one funnel away challenge and really do the work really i mean it's been days and days of really deep tissue self-reflection and just writing and rewriting and rewriting this story because each time i i took another pass i got one layer deeper to the real truth the real underlying truth And that's what I want to give you. I want to give you the truest, most honest story about why I wrote this book and why I'm so passionate about it. And I think I'm I think I'm there. I think I've got it and I'm really excited to present it to you. So stay tuned and I'll see you next time.